Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Somebody's going to get letter of the day. We had a letter, writer, listener wrote in yesterday. You can't make a big deal about this letter of the day thing, Sherry. But you can't really, you can't oversell it. No, it's really important. And <laughs> it would great, be nice. Great honor. <laughs> yes. It, it would It would be nice if, I don't know, maybe we each got a, uh, a turn at it to pick the letter of the day. I mean, maybe in the near future. Te- oh, teeny, I don't teeny. believe this. I, come on, that's her job, Sherry. She's doing that. Write to us at MyNorthwest.com. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe sooner than later. Yeah, you know, come on, you can, you can pay on the Huckapay. I do not uh, get it. I know. Don't worry about it, Teeny. Muckleshoot uh, Casino Resort. It's got the text line. Uh, sponsored for us. one 888 Mm-hmm. Nasty out here. Still contingents of snow in the clum, Sherry. Coming down. Coming down. Winter weather with us. You know, we might put a stand Pacific Standard Time here in the state of uh, Washington. This has uh, been something that some lawmakers have been calling for for a while. Rather than falling back and then going forward and all that other nonsense. So if no more springing forward if the new bill passes the Washington State Legislators. Tom and I, in the, the 12 years that we did the show, we really only had one guest on one time. Talk Because we used to just blah, 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 blah. Never had any guests on. We had this one guy on. I forget who it was. I think he was in somewhere in eastern Washington. And he's been pushing this thing for a while. And we had him on to talk about why he was so you know, adamant and passionate to, to not have the, the daylight savings time thing. Nice guy, but an unbelievably boring individual on the radio. And when we hung up after we thanked him for being on, Tom and I then decided we would never have another guest on. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand. And the guy, um, I don't know. I don't know who it was. I forget the guy's name. But it was funny because I said, well, then the, the guy's kind of ruined it for every other guest. Tom goes, I think we'll just play it safe and never have anybody on again. So I, I who who's pushing this thing? I'll see if it's the same person. Um, well, it's Senate Bill 5795. Um, yeah. and it's got two sponsors, Mike Padden. He's from Spokane Valley and Manka Dingra from Redmond. Uh-huh. And they're okay. saying that when you have this change in the in the Temp, in the uh, time, rather, uh, you, you really do it. It messes people up. It's hard for them, um, and that it, that studies have shown that people are less productive, and they've got all kinds of problems when this happens. However, yeah. there were other people. Uh, there was a UW professor. Uh, his name is Steve Calalandrillo. And uh-huh. Marco Pru, they disagreed. <laughs> okay. They said, if you pass this bill, the sunrise is going to be at 4 a.m. in June in Seattle. Darkness kills, and darkness is two to three times more fatal at 5 p.m. than it is at 5 a.m. Because if this were to go through, then you would still see sunsets at 4 o'clock in the winter, but you wouldn't see the 10 o'clock sunsets in the uh, summer. Right. So I I don't know which way they'll vote on these. Um, there there's science going both ways. One of them is there's more heart attacks, there's more depression, uh, more kids at bus stops, and all this other stuff. And I guess just people also just find it just generally annoying to have to switch back and forth. Has anybody said um, 
don't know which way they're going to vote on this thing, other than the fact that you're going to get both experts in there saying do or don't. Well, no idea. If, even if they even if they do it, it says in order for the bill to take effect, the state still needs a federal waiver from Congress. Uh, um, so it's I, I I think Congress really has to act on this. They bring it up every couple of years that they're going to just go to standard time. And, and I think that's a good idea. It just makes it so much easier. Um, but it doesn't ever it's for some reason it just never really goes anywhere. Yeah, maybe it's that interview with Tom and I did 12 years ago. That's so <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Costco realizes, oh, look at this. People have been cheating the system. The system is that you show your Costco card with your picture on it. By the way, it's a horrible picture. I had a Costco card. and It's like, can you retake it? Oh, it's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. It's sort of a blurry image. really couldn't make. I said the two eyes, there were sort of black holes. You could sort of, they're all just generally not the most flattering or the most easily identified photo of me, but it was on the Costco card. And people come in, they hold the card up. Oh, here it is. Person, whoop, really? Okay, all right, go ahead. They go on in. Uh, Costco has decided they are going to have to start a new system, which would be a scan on the card. So you press the button. I'm assuming the card goes into some reader or something that then lets you into Costco. Right. And this is just being tested in a few areas. Issaquah was, is one of the one of the places they're they're trying this out. So yeah. it, it's not happening all over at every Costco in the country. And they say that it'll curb um, account sharing. But the whole idea, isn't it, that they look at your picture and they look at you and they make sure you match the picture. How's a scanner? I mean, I guess they're going to have to you just have to look into something and they'll do face recognition. Right. To tie you to the card. I right. don't know. Op- optics of some sort, either your fingerprint or your eye or whatever to get in there to get into Costco. To that's going to take a long time. Because that's where they make the money. You know, they, they always ask, how does Costco, Costco does it? Because those membership, that's the that's the gold. That's the gold right there. Just like Netflix has cut down on people sharing passwords because they're like, wow, we're losing money by people having so many passwords being shared by so many people. Costco makes the money on the membership. Well, if one guy's got the card, he's handing it to 10 people. There is nine people that aren't paying the membership. That's where Costco gets the big bucks. Mm-hmm. So by able to shut that thing down and getting the revenue back again, it'll all make sense. And then people will be, oh, I can't believe they're doing this to us. But it's because other people violated the system, cheated the system. So we all have to now, you know, account for the behavior of somebody else. And then you're going to have to have the, I don't know, it's really going to be that invasive that you have to put the card in or a fingerprint or some way to tie you to the photo that comes up on the card. So, Yeah, I almost signed up for the hand thing at, at Whole Foods today, you know, where you can pay with your hand. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was in the self-checkout. I know, I know. I was in the self-checkout. And there was people waiting, and I thought I was taking too much time, so I just canceled it. Oh, spellbinder cool. of a story. Wow, I know. was on the edge of my seat. Why well, are we leaving that one? It's kind of related. <laughs> and what do you have to you're, put your hand on the thing, and then it, then what? You can pay that way. Yeah, you put your your hand is your hand is connected to your credit card. They okay. take a picture of your hand, and then. All, and when you go back in, all you do is put your hand down and you're paid. Got it. Got it. Uh, I like the fact that Donald Trump has got a big plan for Vek Ramaswamy. Um, he drops out, and I finally are able to pronounce his name correctly. So he's, I'm assuming, what is this Trump talking about it? Let's see here. Yeah, they were on stage together yesterday. Oh, here we go. Oh, VP. 
Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's how was that? Pretty good, right? That was pretty good. And he's a fantastic guy. And he's really, uh, he's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, they didn't say what the job was. Well, I think he's holding off trying to figure out who's going to do what. But did you see the pictures of their meeting? Yes. It was so yes. awkward. It was just, just odd. I, mean, I would say press secretary. He'd make a good press secretary. Uh, don't put him in as a VP. Um, have him as your White House press secretary. I, I think he's that would be beneath him in his estimation. Hmm. Even though it's a big job and it's a high-profile job that people see every single day, I think he thinks his brain is too big for that. He's v- unbelievably articulate. He is just has a you know a mastery of the language. But I uh-huh. think he wants to be more of a decision maker because that that basically you're just a puppet. Yeah. Well, that'd be a good spot for him because he, as you say, a master of the English language and would be able to articulate the direction of the Trump administration whichever way they're going um but he apparently as trump said he's got a job for him he's gonna be working for him for a very very long time so right and chris he christie is. said he's the most obnoxious blowhard in america <laughs> <laughs> chris christie said that about vivek ramashwamy yeah vivek yeah. is like in, insanely wealthy right he's yeah he's already yes. got a lot of money He's, I think he's 38 years old. He is, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he made a whole bunch of money in the biotech business. And uh, he's, so he was self-financing in this particular campaign. He got 7% of the votes coming out of Iowa, and he realized, eh, this isn't going to go for me. It's not going to work for me. So the way he goes, I like some of the stuff he says. His delivery is really annoying. And on stage, he was just trying to punch through with all the – his delivery is the thing that's just most upsetting. But then you realize – Within that venue, within that environment of those debates, you have to have just, you know, shareable tweet, Twitter X kind of moments that are 15 or 20 seconds. And people will say, oh, you know, he blasted or destroyed or challenged or grilled or, you know, whatever the word is that they put in front of whatever it is that you did. You have to have those moments. He had a ton of them. Um, But. At a certain point, you're like, wow, just shut up. Maybe if he were older, um, his voice was had more baritone and he had some gray in his hair. People are like, well, there's a that's a good that could be a good guy. But he just seems like a loudmouth, brash, multi, you know, rich guy who's up on stage just firing away at everybody. And, well, and he the had delivery to, hurt. Hmm? Yeah, he had to stand out in some way because he's got no foreign policy. He's got go- no government experience. He's was never in Congress, all of that. So he had to find a way to set himself apart. But he did it in such an obnoxious way and so insulting to people. I mean, he really just went for the juggler every time. And it's like, that's, oh, that, no one's no one likes you. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> I watched his high school valedictorian speech. And his delivery style has not changed one bit. Not one bit. Um, I like how he goes after the media. That's kind of a Trump thing. I also think that he has a a lot of good points regarding what's been happening to the Biden administration. But again, sometimes delivery is 90% of the effort that needs to be put out. 
behind the words that are being said. For instance, this guy's got some problems. University of Wisconsin Chancellor is was he fired officially? He has been fired. So he's, he's been fired, defending himself. But, yes. Well, he's been fired as the chancellor. He's going to go back to a position uh, to teaching communications. So we know how important that is. <laughs> communications teachers. So he was f- forced because he and his wife were making X-rated videos about cook- cooking um vegan food yeah so they have this this kind of uh, i guess it's sort of a website or or whatever they do and it's a big thing about v- like vegan cooking and stuff like that the the hook is that they do this with a porn star so the porn oh. star helps them make the meals and then they say now if you want a more intimate look at what we do click on here and you have to pay for oh. it and then they go into their you know there. Oh, Andrew. Here it is. Fox 6's Bria Jones joins us live now in the newsroom after speaking with Dr. Joe Gao and his wife about the termination. Bria, what did they have to say today? Well, Sam, Dr. Joe Gao and his wife tell me they are disappointed in the termination because they say the porn they created was consensual and as they put, they're right to free speech. We are the sexy, happy couple. Former University of Wisconsin lacrosse chancellor Dr. Joe Gao now in the hot seat for videos stemming from his sexy, healthy cooking channel on YouTube. But it's not what was cooking in the kitchen that has the couple in trouble. We love one another, and so these are not violent videos. They're not exploitative videos. The couple recently started posting pornographic content on adult sites featuring porn stars, costing Gal his job as chancellor, where he earns around $260,000 annually. To hear that you've been fired from your job after almost 17 years last night is a pretty stunning In a statement, University President Jay Rothman said in part, in recent days we learned of specific conduct by Dr. Gao that has subjected the university to significant reputational harm. Conduct Gao and his wife Carmen Wilson say is their right. I found it very disappointing that the regents approached this the way they did without due process and without conversation. I think that it is vitally important that universities have free speech and free expression. And we have a First Amendment in our country that protects that. Here. Here. Shocking developments that are also impacting students. It's kind of difficult because, yes, he has a, the freedom to go do whatever he wants, but the university also has the freedom of association. Even if his name isn't necessarily tied to those videos, his face definitely is as... I would say the top figurehead at UWL. Like half of it was, it was kind of comical for some students. And then the I other half was just kind of embarrassing. The university says Gal is now on paid leave as he transitions to a regular faculty member. Gal tells me he is now considering legal action. For now, the newsroom, Bria Jones, Fox 6 News. We don't know for sure thing. anyone has ever tried to have sex in space. Okay, I don't know what that is either. <laughs> <laughs> the First Amendment is that the government cannot infringe, but your employer can. Your your employer can tell you, yeah, you can't say that at work. It's the government is not allowed to infringe. But the University of Wisconsin being a public school, so it is public dollars, so it is government supported. It is government it is a government university, so maybe he might have something there. But the employer still can say to you, you know, that's not. We really, you're going to be cooking and doing, you know, monkey shine with your wife and stuff. That just puts us in a bad light. 
Yeah, I, 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 especially I mean, I, that one position you guys were in, <laughs> which we watched over and over again <laughs> before we made our decision. <laughs> you know what we should it do? Would, what you and I? Let's do this tomorrow. You, we're, we're both going to do the show nude because that seems to be the only thing people care about. So you, we'll do that tomorrow. Okay. Okay. All right. You go no first. No problem. You can enjoy the uh, John Curly Sherry Elliger Show Instagram page by going to the John and Sherry S H A R I Show Instagram. Enjoy oh, such a so new cute. video that I shot. Uh, I is lady in the house coat with a cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> um, I sent you a video the other day. Uh, Nick asked me to help her take the garbage out. Did I send you that video? Oh, you sent me a link to her Instagram. You got to send me the actual video before I can post it. Well, I don't know how these things work. Come on, John. (laughs) I'll send it to you. I don't... Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's (laughs) fatigue. Okay, stop it, lady. House cold with cigarette in your mouth. Um... This so there, there's a press conference going on, and you want to ask a question. You're at a press conference, and other people are asking questions. Sometimes what happens is you got a good question loaded up, ready to go, and the person just before you asks the question, and then you're like, "Oh, darn!" But then they come to you because sometimes they lie it out, like, "Okay, we'll talk to you, and then you, and then you." And so I'm just assuming that this woman that asked this question maybe somebody stole her good question, so she started with this one. But uh, I can't find her name anywhere. But people are already going, oh, this is what you get with a DEI hire. But, man, is this dumb, dumb, dumb. Buccaneers head coach asked the question about the climate. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we... Okay. Here's the amazing thing. The coach was extremely sensitive to the fact that this was a very stupid question. So he does try to give her some sort of cover. I'd love to see the pic- uh, the video of everybody else in the room like, Huh? Because here comes the answer. So are you concerned? Because it's very, very cold. The Buccaneers playing down in Florida, going up and playing in Detroit. When it's really cold in Detroit, what are you going to do to prepare the players? Play indoors, right? They got a dome. Did you get that? They play in the inside. Right. It's a dome that they but play in. in. Her, in her defense. Oh, boy, uh, here I mean, we go. I mean, oh, the ladies <laughs> come out to defend the ladies. Going to the bathroom so, together. There no, we no, go. No. But is she, if, let's say she is a new reporter and she she's studied the teams and done all done all of her homework and all of that. Does she really have to know what the stadiums are like? I mean, I don't, I, I get that why if everybody's like, oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> everybody knows that. Well, not everybody knows that. That may not be something that she even thought of. But she may be very well versed on the the stats and the players and and everything else. She just may not know about that stadium. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, would you know about say uh, the Ravens Stadium in Baltimore? 
if if I were covering sports and I knew where the Lions play and I know the different stadiums, I would know that the Lions play indoors. You would know you would just know that if you watched the Detroit Lions play football at home, you would know they've got a dome. You know how the things arrange. You also see how the they how they play. You know that it's cold outside. If you watch football and that's your job as a reporter, you would know how the Lions play at home and the fact that weather is not a factor. The plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit. You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and. We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Well, maybe she meant, like, in general. Like, if you're in Florida and you're, <laughs> and you're not, you know, just to go to a, a, an incredibly cold, cold climate, you do have yeah. to sort of adjust your, your you know, everything. <laughs> well, adjust I mean, your everything. Well, yeah, it's, you know, to go someplace that's, like, 50 degrees colder than what you're used to. She may have meant, like, just in general, like getting from the airport. And <laughs> is, that, is that your new symbol for stop talking? No, no, no. Okay. Is that your symbol for the psychos coming out in me? Yeah, just saying it. <laughs> the, the follow-up to this woman asking this ridiculous question would be, and now let's listen to a talk show host try to defend her in Seattle. And then they would play this clip of you going, well, you know, I mean, it is cold. And, you know, they have to, they're not walking from, from Tampa to Detroit to go play at the, the Ford, Ford Field. It's, it just goes to show that it, let's say that this woman ha- doesn't really follow football. Well, I'm right. sure she follows football. She's a she's a sports reporter. They didn't hire her to 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 not follow football, but she may not know every. Let detail. me make a wild guess. She's really good looking. Well, who is who on television isn't? Unless uh, they're an ex football player. Them? Okay. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Most people on television. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. <laughs> He's not bad. Perhaps one of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. Very, very smart, but Lost not exactly the most. Okay. Well, <laughs> throw, throw that on top. Yeah. Okay. They, they, no one's saying who she is, what her name is, and she's probably just thinking, oh, my God, what a dumb question. Did you see the, the tweet that I put in that script for you? The funniest, no, I, I'll read it for you. The, the, the most popular tweet underneath the, the tweet that went viral says, Coach Bowles, on Sunday you'll be facing the Lions. These are notoriously dangerous beasts weighing up to 450 pounds. How are you and the team preparing for this biblical tilt? <laughs> That's good. See? That's funny. See? there. You, oh, you like that one there. Yeah. Uh, why did they why did they stop throwing Christians to the uh to the lions, Sherry? Well, they were full? No, they were eating up all the profits. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that Joe wrote when we did the pre show meeting, have you guys ever asked a dumb question on television? Or radio. I think you take the cake with you defending her and her dumb question, Sherry. <laughs> no, I no, I've done much worse than that. Much worse. I was I was a senior in high school. We went to the Jane Whitney show in Philadelphia, Jane Whitney Live, and I told um, everybody, I'm I'm going to get discovered here. 
So I got all dressed up. I wore a really nice vest and a tie, and they liked the way I was dressed. So they put me right down front, and they during the commercial break, who's got a question? Who's got a question for a guest? And they said, okay, we'll go here, here, and then we'll go over. The, we'll go to the guy down front here with the tie on. I was like, oh, great. But the guy just before me asked my question, so I didn't have one. So they still came to me, and I just ended up making up a question that went on and on and on and on and on. I had no ending to it whatsoever. And even when Jane Whitney tried to, like, sum it up going, I think what he's trying to ask is... And then she stuck the mic back in my face, and I'm like, so, doctor, do you think that perhaps uh, through study and research that you have done uh, regarding... Um, at the, uh, so if if someone is watching <laughs> television, the boob tube, and it, for that for that individual, whatever the age is, it doesn't... It, do you... Do, uh, uh, do you? That's how I ended the question. <laughs> do you? There's no question. Just do you? It went on and on and on and on, and I had nothing. And the guy's staring at me like, huh? And I just ended with, do you? I just made my voice come up at the end. <laughs> the guy's like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how to answer that. And then she'd go, okay, let's go over here and uh, talk over here. Said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Big moment. Didn't get discovered. Yeah. Uh, do you? It's my brother imitates me. Thank you, Peter Gaslaw. Alrighty, Teeny Tiny is uh, really showing some great spunk. Sherry, I think a little bit of job paranoia it's has no really motivated. I know you're doing great, Teeny. Doing great. She's collated. She's stapled them. She got. Okay, she stapled all the letters together, and now we got them, and we'll get to them. But first, here comes the mailman to make it all official. Yeah. I'm the mailman, as you can see. I'm the mailman, don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman, if you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. Right to your door, Sherry, and then you've got the first letter. We'll get to all the rest, and then we'll take care of the letter of the day. Here we go. Okay, uh, late letters. This is uh, from Farmer Brown. I mm-hmm. don't think you could have possibly made me any more uncomfortable than when you did that that with lob that lobster bit john you truly have hit your peak bravo thank you oh that was yesterday the guy taking you out to dinner to to uh, red lobster and then <laughs> leaning over behind you and then teaching <laughs> oh, you yeah. how how, how, to, to, uh, how to eat yeah so i wouldn't have to be embarrassed and crack it and like do all that stuff he'd do it for me and then i'd eat very delicately with a fork but then he'd show you how he likes to suck all the meat out of the legs. <laughs> uh, there. Thank you, Farmer Brown, for that one. Ron, uh, Randos, again, Mike360, <clears throat> he says, um, I would think that everybody would be happy with the fact they're having large amounts of snow falling in the past. It helps the next year's water requirements and fire suppression efforts, along with providing water for John's pasta and his imaginary horses and his 20-person shower. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, in the 360. Uh, By the Denise, way, when we give people a tour of of the of the the you know the, our place for weddings, and I always take them up there and I show them that shower, and then Nick's like, "Okay, you're not allowed to give them the tour because you always get all weird and kind of like <laughs> when you when you point out the big shower." Think anybody's ever used it? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, this is uh, Den- Denise in Lake Stevens. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's oh. a good thing I'm off tomorrow so I can make sure that I tune in live as the show starts so I can see John Curley and Sherry Elliker <laughs> butt Bye, naked LA. online. I'll be down there. <laughs> down where? I'll be down there. Uh, grocery <laughs> shopping, firefighter robbed. A teen in the 425 says, come on, Sherry girl. Wouldn't you rather see as many firefighters as possible shopping for groceries? I saw three last weekend, and one had his big tan gun showing. Yeah, they do move in big packs just so they yeah. can like make the rest of us men feel even more insecure. And they've got their outfits on. They've got the get-up, you know, the, the, the suspenders. Oh, outfits and, and get-ups? You mean bunker? <laughs> Bunko, Sherry, I applied to be a fireman. I was practically a fireman, so I don't appreciate you, <laughs> you, you sexualizing us like that. I was. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be looked at as like a guy that puts out fire, but, you know, also like a sexy guy. Don't, don't do that to me and the rest of, our, rest of my brethren. Go ahead, Sherry. Okay. Uh, sports creating family bonds, uh, 425 on John's Moment with Rye. Oh, my God, that was incredible. I'm crying. Oh, I know. Me too. Um, four, two, five. Uh, my father never took me to a game as he uh, would have been gone since I was quite young. But my grandpa did uh, on the way to the old city stadium. And he said, I only have two tickets, but uh, just know your father will be there. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. The old city um, stadium, Sherry. That's the one without the roof. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll remember okay. that if I ever need to ask a question about it. Uh, the nose whistler, hee-haw Aaron, said, yes. I can throat whistle. I don't use my lips. It's sort of like a breathy sigh while exhaling, and I can make a whistle from that. Okay. We'll have to have him uh, call that in. Uh, Joe's note. I saw Aaron texting uh, about being, meaning his room. And then the squirrel guy, somebody writes in about the squirrel, Costco scanning. Oh, here it is, letter of the day. Terry? And now Terry? it's time for the letter of Terry. the day. Okay, this is from John in the 360. Hello. Oh, That's high voice. He wanted that. Yes. Uh, consider yes. this a warning from the teeny tiny lady in the pickle jar fan club. We are planning oh. a protest on I-5 if she's no longer on the show. We will be throwing potatoes off overpasses until she's back on the air. We declare war on Sherry, who just wants to crush Teeny in her giant hands and hates potatoes. Thank you. John, I'm glad you had the courage to say that. I didn't want to say it, but you're right. You are right, my friend, and I will help. Yes, Teeny. Yes. <laughs> yes, say hello to those potatoes. What, what did you say your name was? His name was John. He was in 360. Yeah. Okay. You know what, Sherry? She's here for as long as I'm here. Okay. And if you want to drag her out or roll her jar out of here, you're up to roll <laughs> me out one. as well. You are the one that said Oh, no, it you're was... the one that hated her. You've always hated her. You're so jealous <laughs> of her. Oh, tea, no, tea. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Let her go. Didn't She'll be back. No okay. okay. Index finger, psycho. Hanging round my front 